Hi, welcome to Bookie. To unlock more world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features. Today we will unlock the book, Hooked. How to Build Habit-Forming Products. When we speak of getting hooked, we might think of overdosing or taking drugs. However, nowadays with the development of technology, things on which you may get hooked come one after another, and you can hardly stand up to them. Once you create an Instagram account, you feel like browsing it, once in a while to see how many new followers you have. You force yourself to do outdoor sports every day, so as to feel fulfilled about the growing number of steps on your smart sport watch. If you play mobile games, you play one round after another, unable to stop, because you want to break the highest record. In 2018, Vitamin Water, a company under Coca-Cola, launched a challenge. It was simple, if the participants did not use any smartphone for one year, they would be rewarded $100,000. Even if they managed to do this only for six months, they could still get $10,000. It sounds like a great opportunity to earn money. But unfortunately, quitting your smartphone is more difficult than you thought. Statistics show that 79% of people first check their cell phone after waking up in the morning, and 40% of people suffer from nomophobia, the fear or anxiety of not having a phone at hand. Many people say that, they would rather live without sex than without a cell phone. That's right, because they already got hooked on smartphones. How did we form the habit of constantly browsing our cell phone? Why do some products make us addicted, whereas others are quickly left behind? This bookie will unlock the secrets for you. The book was written by a famous American behavioral design expert near AL and a well-known copywriter, Ryan Hoover. After thoroughly observing and evaluating a large number of company products, they found that almost all successful internet products followed a hook model. The model can be divided into four steps. The first one, trigger, is to attract people's attention to the product. The second one, action, is to make people use the product. The third step is to reward, which means to provide continuous rewards to users in order to stimulate them to keep using the product. The final step is investment, making users invest something when using the product, such as their time and money. Ayal and Hoover repeatedly applied and modified the hook model, as they were serving as consultants for many companies in Silicon Valley. Then they jointly published this book Hooked, to present their research findings to the public. These two experts used over a hundred thousand words, to teach product developers a model, that will get their users hooked and fall in love with their products. So, what is exactly the model? We will unlock this book in detail by answering three questions. First, what are the benefits of forming users' habits for companies? Second, what is the hook model? Third, how can we use the hook model? Let's start with the first question. What are the benefits of forming users' habits for companies? To figure out the answer, we first need to understand habit. Every morning when you are still half awake, do you reach out for your phone? then browse Facebook, Instagram or other apps with half-open eyes? Normally we don't think about why we do so. Rather, it is something natural to do at a certain time. This process is habit. Simply speaking, 
A habit is a behavioral pattern that human brains automatically follow without thinking. But habits can be formed. When you set your alarm clock at 7 a.m. every day, and keep doing this for a period of time, you will wake up on time, even if you no longer set the alarm. When you are used to having lunch at 12 noon, once you miss the time, because you are too busy on that day, your brain will send a reminder, it's time to eat. I'm hungry. Knowing this fact, a lot of companies have a specialized department, dedicated to study users' behavioral habits, so that they can develop users' reliance on the company's products. Once the habit is formed, what are the benefits for the companies? One of the benefits is to increase customer lifetime value, which is the total amount of money a customer spends on a certain product in his or her lifetime. When a user begins to rely on a product, the length and frequency of using this product will increase, so does the customer lifetime value. Many of us use credit cards as a payment method. Have you ever thought about why banks try so hard to persuade you to apply for a credit card? The reason is that, once you become a cardholder of a certain bank, and get used to paying with a credit card, whether for a cup of Starbucks coffee, or a pair of new shoes, it feels so natural to take out this credit card to pay your bill. Such a habit can bring long-term and huge returns for the bank. Forming users' habits can also provide pricing flexibility. When users become more and more dependent on a certain product, they will be less sensitive about the price. Even though the company raises the price slightly, users will not change their habits. On which streaming site do you usually binge watch your favorite TV series? HBO, Hulu or Netflix? Have you noticed that, every few years, there is a slight increase in the membership fee of those websites? Since most users have been using one streaming site for a long time, they won't mind a small price increase. What's more, the more often users use a product, the more likely they would recommend it to friends. As a result, the user growth will be supercharged. The founder of the global lodging website Airbnb, once said, if you get 10 people to love you, it is better than having 100 people kind of like you. Therefore, instead of competing with opponents for customers, Airbnb focuses on winning customers over one by one through its service. It turns every user into a loyal fan, who spontaneously recommends the website to friends. In this way, Airbnb earns a great reputation with a continuous customer growth. Let us now review the advantages of forming users' habits. The biggest benefit of forming users' habits lies in the increase of competitiveness resulting from users' dependence on products. Once a product can be integrated in, or becomes the user's life habits, its competitive edge will be greatly sharpened. For example, the keyboard we use nowadays was invented in the 1870s for old-fashioned typewriters. Those typewriters were not smart. If you make a typing mistake, you can't change it, so it was very inconvenient. As a result, the keys of those typewriters were designed to be wide, apart from each other in order to prevent typos. In the digital age, although such inconvenience no longer exists, people have already developed their typing habits. Since we begin to learn typing, the same keyboard design is used in every computer training course. Hence, users won't change their existing habit, regardless of how well designed the key layout of other keyboards is. Such unchangeable habit becomes the core competitiveness of this product. 
In this first part, we have seen that, it is beneficial for companies to form users' habits, because it can increase customer lifetime value, provide pricing flexibility, and supercharge user growth. Most importantly, it sharpens the company's competitive edge. Nevertheless, this is not easy to achieve. How do you turn a user who initially knows nothing about your product into a loyal fan? Next, we will move on to the second part of this bookie, the hook model. First, triggering the user's desire to act. Second, making users act. Third, providing rewards. And fourth, making users invest their time and efforts. These four steps are the keys to forming users' reliance on products. First, the authors divided the trigger into external and internal ones. What is an external trigger? To put it simply, it means to attract or make people want to use the product. A promotional advertisement is a typical example of an external trigger. Here is an example. One of the oldest department stores in Japan, Mitsukoshi Department Store was hardly popular in its early days. To deal with this awkward situation, they made an advertisement, putting everything on sale at 30% off of the original price. This immediately attracted many customers, leading them to flock into the store and buy what they needed. As a result, the store was soon bustling with shoppers. However, the external trigger alone is not enough to form users' habits. We also need the internal trigger that integrates emotional needs. When users find that the product can help them express their emotions or alleviate worries, they begin to feel connected to it and thus develop a habit of using it. For example, many people try to look for something fun or distractions when they get bored. At this time, people often turn to various video apps on the phone, such as YouTube. When people feel lonely, social media apps as Facebook or Twitter make them feel that they have companies. These are examples of the internal trigger. Then, how can we accurately identify users' emotional needs? Toyota Motor Corporation has a famous method, the five whys. Namely, to figure out the key factors and corresponding solutions through asking five why questions. Let's look at a scenario. We choose email as our product and a girl, Amy, as our target user. How do we ask the five whys? Here we go. Why does Amy need an email? The answer is to receive and send information. Then, why does she need to receive and send information? The answer is to share and get information. Why does she want to share and get information? To know about the lives of her colleagues, friends and family. Why does she want to know about other people's lives? Because she wants to know if others need her. Finally, why does she care about this? Because she is afraid of being abandoned. Here lies the key factor, a sense of fear is the most powerful trigger for Amy. Therefore, when designing this product, we should consider how to alleviate users' fear. Trigger is the first step of the hook model. When it takes effect and users are eager to use the product, it's time to take the second step, action, or to make them begin to use the product. Hook talks about two mechanisms that enable users to act. Motivation and ability. Motivation means that the user is eager to use the product. Ability means that the product is easy to access. Here's an example. Let's imagine that. Today you receive three coupons while walking in a department store. The first coupon reads, opening of a new golf course, 
20% off for all customers. You throw it away at once, because you are not into playing golf. So, in this case, you lack motivations. The second coupon is a real estate sale advertisement. Since the properties are in good location and offered at low prices, you are quite interested and even take a close look back home. But in the end, you still throw it away, because you don't have enough savings at the moment to afford it, even though you do have the motivation. The third coupon is a supermarket sale worth 40% off of a nice piece of steak. Grilled steak is your absolute favorite, and the supermarket is a 5-minute walking distance from your home. So, what are you waiting for? You have both the motivation and the ability to snap it up. So, shall we first consider the motivation or the ability? The author's answer is to always deal with the ability first. For internet companies, their ability to win a high return on investment often depends on their ability to make products that are easy to access. Twitter is a perfect example. Back in 2009, when people opened Twitter, they saw a bunch of texts and links. For those who were not familiar, they had no idea how to use it. However, when Twitter began to develop rapidly, its homepage became clear and simple, with compact backgrounds and short advertising slogans. It used larger buttons for login and sign up, providing guidance for users. When it became easier to use, it managed to develop a large number of loyal users. When users begin to use the product, the second step has been reached. But it is still not enough, as users may quickly lose interest in the product. Now it's time for companies to think about how to maintain their users. Here comes the third step of the hook model. Namely, providing rewards for users. What does reward mean? Reward means, when users use the product to meet their requirements, they can also have an extra sense of achievement. Rewards include rewards of the tribe, of the hunt and of the self. We will go through these three types of reward one by one. Rewards of the tribe come from people's social relationships. Human beings are socialized animals, who need to interact with each other, hoping to be accepted and loved and seeking social recognition. In addition, when we see others get rewarded for certain behaviors, we tend to follow suit. Take Quora as an example. As one of the world's largest websites of encyclopedia and knowledge exchange, most of the posts on Quora are detailed and sophisticated. These were apparently written with great efforts and carefulness. Why are so many people willing to spend their precious time writing posts without pay? Because every comment and like from strangers become the highest recognition. Such recognition is a reward of the tribe, which drives core authors to write many useful contents for free. The next type of reward is the rewards of the hunt. Primitive people hunted for food in order to survive, whereas modern people hunt for resources and information. Why do some people spend hours on YouTube, even when there is nothing interesting? The reason is that, they anticipate subconsciously, what if the next video is super fun? Once they find a good video, it's almost like they manage to capture a prey. Such a reward drives them to keep searching for new videos. The same thinking accounts for the reason, why some people kill time by shopping. Because what if they happen to find their favorite clothes? This is how the rewards of the hunt play a role. The third type of reward is the rewards of the self. When working on a task, everyone wants to complete it as soon as possible, so as to achieve a sense of accomplishment. 
For example, we itch to deal with unread emails in our mailbox, and red dots from app notification, because they are tasks ready to be accomplished one after another. Such pursuit of a sense of accomplishment is a typical manifestation of self-reward. We have now seen that, companies first trigger the user's desire for their product, and then provide them with motivations and abilities. After the users take action, companies try to maintain it through the stimulus of rewards. Finally, what makes users continue to use the product lies in the fourth step, investment. What is investment? It is to encourage users to invest something valuable in the product, such as their time and efforts. Why is Facebook able to maintain its leading position among other social media platforms? A major reason lies in the fact that, many of its users have used Facebook since their school days, and developed a big network of friends and colleagues, who also use this platform to share their lives. Since they have invested plenty of time and emotions in Facebook, they are unwilling to change to another platform and start from scratch. Hence, most people choose to keep using Facebook, rather than trying other platforms. We also must admit that, the more we invest in something, it often means that the more we agree with, or are fond of it. For instance, lots of furniture from IKEA, the world's largest furniture retailer, has to be assembled by the customers on their own. You have to do it yourself, holding a wrench and a screw, and studying how to assemble a chair, a table, or a bookshelf according to the user's guide. Nevertheless, more and more people begin to buy into this idea, and IKEA is bustling with customers every day. Why is that? Because people have to put an effort into assembling the furniture, after having it transported home. When they see the fruits of their own labor, they will have a favorable feeling towards the assembled furniture over those of equal quality. However, in order to make users invest in the product, timing is essential. The users should first be rewarded and encouraged, and then requested to invest. This is why many private fitness coaches offer a free trial class. When people regard it as useful, they would be willing to pay for dozens of classes without hesitation. One more thing. It is important to let users invest progressively, and start from small tasks. Take paid computer game as an example. The initial fee of a novice gift package is often relatively low, and the opponents in the beginning are easy to defeat. Later, it becomes more and more difficult in order to arouse users' interest. All in all, making users invest something in your products, whether it is time, money or something else, will help sustain your users. The more they invest, the more likely they turn into hardcore supporters. So far, we have gone through the four steps of the hook model, trigger, action, reward and investment. Then, how can we actually apply them? Today we are just sharing limited bookie. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features.